Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Late Night Football Show with your host, Rohit Singh. That's me. On this show, we talk about some of the most serious, least silly topics from the world of football for your entertainment and enjoyment. Please remember that the show is BYOL. Bring your own laughs, since we don't have the budget for a studio audience. Happy listening. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Late Night Football. We had another weekend of Premier League action, some very big games today. And uh, we're here with uh, Gaurav and Kevin to do the match reactions for those games. So Gaurav, uh, welcome to the show. First time for you. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on the show, Rohit. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's always great to have City fans because there's so few of you. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, okay. Kevin, welcome back to the show. We are uh, once again back after the preview show. So welcome Thank back. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I again have the predictions. I think you got both the predictions wrong, right? Uh, I got it right. I I you mean right? almost right. I said I said three three one. Uh huh. Oh, it was four one. Okay, well you got four goals. Four four nil. Uh, right. Four, yeah, it was four, four nil to Chelsea. Yeah. So you got the number of goals right, but it was yeah. Wrong. <laughs> um, okay, it's it's been a good weekend actually of of, of games. So let's get into it. Let's start with the Chelsea game. That was the first one. And uh, interesting game. Uh, Kevin, were you surprised that uh, Jorginho started ahead of Kovacic? No, I was actually not because Jorginho uh, always takes the, like he's the penalty taker. So I believe that he has to be there because Frank Lampard relies a lot on, on him. So, uh, and and I believe that uh, Jorginho was good uh, defensively compared to Kovacic. And he was, uh, he was a, a CDM. Uh, along with uh, Kante, mm-hmm. uh, and the formation also uh, has been. Uh, I think that this will be the permanent formation, four to three one. So uh, along with Kante, uh, there was no surprise that Jorginho started. Okay. Yeah. Um. Gaurav, uh, Mendy started. No surprises there. But uh, uh, do you now see? I mean, is there a way back for Kepa now to be number one, or do you think that that's? I mean, that's it. No, no, no. That's not going to happen. He'll be one most loan, most probably. Like yeah. all the mistakes have, that he's done in the last year or so, don't think there's no chance of him being the number one choice at Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, it's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs. But he is. Yeah, he's still the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, isn't he? So yeah, yes. uh, but you know, maybe maybe you know, it's a good thing. Maybe now he can focus on being a full-time manager too. So you know, because that something. Yeah, and he's not like really young as well, right? He's like twenty-six or twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. Well, in goalkeeper yeah. terms, he's still young, but yeah. He's yeah, he's still young. He still has age on his side to improve, but from what I've seen on him, I don't think he's going to succeed at Chelsea. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's just looking like yeah. not happening. Uh, the first half actually, so the final score was four nil, and uh, a lot of people might think that this is a blowout, but it actually wasn't. The first half was pretty poor. 
uh, for Chelsea. Uh, but uh, Kevin, what do you think made that difference in the second half for them to come out all gun? Like all gun spacing, what do you think was the difference? It's probably the Lampard pep talk, I think. Uh, like it's no pun intended. It, it was it was the same uh, against uh, West Brom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like three 0 down, and then after halftime, it was all attack. Uh, we found their mistakes, their their mistakes def- uh, in the in their defense, and then we just came uh, got through. And so it's probably the mode, the you know the halftime talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chilwell's this was Chilwell's first start, I think, in the Premier League. Right, he scored the, the first League. goal. He got an assist. There might be question marks about a defense, but uh, Chelsea have got a good left back, haven't they? I mean, this is a yeah. point, they seem to have got a good left back. It's a, it's a great it's a great replacement for Alonso, I believe. Mm-hmm. So Alonso will be the backup, uh, and Chilwell was just too great, too good, and he's young. Yeah, yeah. Gilbert, I know City are having some issues with left back, but uh, fifty million pounds. I mean, it's still early days, but they seem to have got something right. Like there, there, there is a player there. Yeah, it's like it's definitely good, but I still question if defensive abilities. Like we, the last season when he played Leicester, like Amarez almost tore him a new one. <laughs> gave problem on every chance. So it's still good. It's good offensively, but still question marks on its defensive abilities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it was it was a good goal. Uh, Kevin, two penalties. Uh, do you think both of them were, were legit? The legitimate penalties. You think there was uh, any mm-hmm. doubts on anyone? I, I I thought they were they were perfectly fine penalties. Yeah, even I thought they were fine. But when I saw the second penalty, the the tackle on uh uh Tammy, Harvards was it? the second one. The was, six- oh uh, yeah, the, yeah. The second one was Harvards. The first one was Tammy. The second one was Harvards. Oh, so so the Tammy one, uh, I feel that uh, it was a bit too awkward. But then when I saw the replay, I was like, okay, uh, well, maybe it must be the, uh, to, not totally the, uh, it, it was 50-50 then. I was like, okay. Yeah. Did, 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 did Aspilicueta basically Bruno Fernandes, uh, Jorginho, like basically telling him to take the penalties? Like he took the ball from timing and gave it to Jorginho. Like, is, is, is that was, was amazing leadership, I think. And t- I don't know why, but Tammy was very furious, but it was like, uh, I believe that if there's one penalty taker, uh, I uh, like they should they shouldn't change, and and Tammy should have understood. So it was great leadership from Espelicueta uh, to take the ball and then make him understand. But then, but I saw Tammy was very furious still. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, yeah, Kevin is is a, is a Chelsea fan, so we'll ask you because you're an opposition fan. Since you know, you can, maybe you might stir the pot a little bit. Uh, so first thing, three uh, 0 up. Should uh, they have just given it to Tammy? Like, let, let the striker have a goal. Do you think that was the right decision to take uh, it off Tammy? No, no. Yes, I think that was the right decision. Like, Jorginho is their first choice penalty taker. Like, they takes all the penalties. So I think it was the right decision. Like, yeah. well, Tammy should have been furious. Yeah. Yeah, but like he's their designated penalty like taker, right? So. I don't find any reason to be furious at that. Yeah. And uh, well, like logic, you can yeah. also say that uh, Werner should have also taken the penalty, right? Was he on the pitch at that time? Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think if Werner Tammy, it should have been Werner. If he, he could have gotten some confidence, right? He hasn't scored that many goals since signing for Chelsea. Yeah. But I think it was the right decision. Yeah. 
Georgino should have taken the penalty and hit it. Yeah, and and if he would have given it to Temi, it would it wouldn't have been fair for uh, Werner as well. Oh, yeah, opinion on that. Yeah, um, yeah, he was a little bit upset though towards uh, after the penalty was taken. Tammy, Tammy was a yeah. bit upset, but hopefully, hopefully they take him aside and talk to him because uh, yeah, it's probably not the best attitude. Uh, and then finally, I think I think the biggest talking talking point of this match for me is that the Chelsea kept a clean sheet because I think that's something that's hard to come by. I mean, beyond the fact that they scored four goals, I think keeping a clean sheet. Uh, how important is that going to be for confidence? Got up, do you think defensively keeping a clean sheet? How, how important do you think that's going to be? The clean sheet, keeping a clean sheet. I think it's very important, and like this season, they have been like very few clean sheets, right? Like most of the mm-hmm. games have ended two one, two three, or like that. So, and they had like uh, Zaha and all the, the they won com- completely that team. So, I think it was a good result at the end for Chelsea. Like mm-hmm. clean sheet is always a bonus. Yeah, for sure. And they seem to have. Well, I mean, you know, maybe they, now they will have some stability now that they have a consistent back four. Uh, yeah. Kevin, who's your man of match for you? Uh, for me, it was. Uh, it's difficult because they were good defensively as well and offensively. So, Zoma uh, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chilwell or Zoma. So, I'll Chilwell, go with Chilwell. Chilwell. Sorry. Chilwell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, Chilwell, uh, yeah, I think a goal and an assist, not bad, not bad at all yeah. to give him the, the man of the match. That's great, awesome, that's wonderful. And it's good when you have when you have to choose a man of the match, that is always uh, you know, it can be good or it can be bad when you have too many people to choose from to, to get a man of the match, or if you or you know, in some cases when you have to struggle to pick a man of the match, that's not good, but, but that's yeah, a good problem to have. It's a good sometimes problem it's always yeah. with like the one who scores the most assists or goals, but then it's like, uh Remember that season when Matic was there, and we won the we won the cup. Most of the time, Matic didn't score or assist, but still, for me, he was the man of the match. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like that's that. great. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, this one is very smooth because you know whenever a big club wins, and it's always easy and smooth sailing. That's you know Chelsea. So not having a lot of debate. Like, oh yeah, okay, well they won the game, so that's good. Um, before we move to the before we move to the final game, a big game, the other one, the City game. Let's talk about Everton against. Um, uh, Brighton. Uh, that that was uh, uh, an important game. Actually, before we come to that, let's talk one. I have one question about Crystal Palace. Got up. Wilfred Zaha. He seemed very frustrated <laughs> as the game wore yeah. on. Uh, it, I mean, he must be. He must be thinking, what do I need to do to get out of Crystal Palace, mustn't he? Like, I mean, there's nobody's coming in. The clubs that need a right winger, they're not going for him. But it's just, I mean, what, you know, what, what what do you think is his mental state right now? I like, you know. United need a right-sided winger, like, but apart from them, who else needs a right-sided winger? Like Chelsea don't need one. I don't think so. They got JH, neither the City or yeah, well, Arsenal got Villian. Yeah, and they got Jota, who's yeah. like more we'll consistent that. than him. Yeah, and you know there has been an attitude of issues with Sahalit the past. Like he's not really consistent, and sometimes you can see that he doesn't give hundred percent on the pitch. So. He might feel frustrated, but I don't see any club making a move from him right now. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't possible. think he's gonna. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna move. But yeah, it must, it must be troublesome. There for two years he's been trying to get out of the club, but they keep pricing him out of the move. So that's sad. Uh, but yeah. anyway, let's talk about uh, Everton against uh, Brighton. And uh, we're not gonna go too deep into this game. But what I did want to add: four-one victory. 
uh, brilliant play. And, and I mean, uh, Kevin, is it now time? I mean, it's been four games in, four out of four. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs to think that Everton and Leicester are probably going to be Liverpool's closest challengers this season, the way things are going. Um, but, but they seem to have some bases. Like, they're a bit defensively suspect. But that most teams in the league, I think unless you're Liverpool, every other team is defensively suspect. So, they do have some things going for them, don't they? Like, they, they seem to be quietly, like, they're, they're going to be top four contenders, aren't they? Pretty sure, yeah. Now, now that they got it against Brighton uh, and as well, Let's see. Uh, maybe the next two or three games. What are the fixtures? They've got Liverpool next. Next is oh, Liverpool. That, that's that's so. definitely gonna be the answer then. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think God of that will be the test, right? If they can get a good, yeah. not maybe not a win, but if they can get a good result, a good performance against Liverpool, you, 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 we have to start taking them seriously for the top four days, right? Yes, you can. I mean, like they've played really well, and you know, Ancelotti in the past has a record like he doesn't do well in the league games, but. This master of the cups, like he does really well in Champions League, and also he has the same issue as of Cop. Like he doesn't like to rotate the team that much, and fixtures are going to be coming really thick and fast this season. So maybe a couple of injuries and they will drop off. But at the moment, they look like a real deal yeah. and might challenge Liverpool for the title if they keep playing like this. Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah. Well, the benefit for Everton is they they will have 38 games. I think I, uh, they're not they don't have any European commitments. They yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can pretty. I think they the they'll probably uh, if they're still in the race in December they'll throw away the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. I don't think they'll care too much about that. I don't think anybody cares too much about that. So so they do have that advantage where they could play the same team for 38 games if they wanted to. But yeah, but was, they don't have the squad depth, do they? Like if like Rodriguez um, gets injured, who comes in? Sigurdsson maybe. Yeah, and like, they have yeah in some movie. areas, but not everywhere. Yeah, that, yeah, that, no, that no, might yeah. be an issue. But so far, so good for Everton. You know, just can keep grabbing those points. That's I think. That's yeah, I hope one. they do. At least in the next game. Yeah, for sure. That, I think yeah, that that will be a good Merseyside derby, wouldn't it? Um, all right, let's talk about City against uh, Leeds. I think the fixture we talked about it in our preview show. We said that that was probably the game that we were looking most forward to, just because based on the names, uh, the the fact about how both teams play. And all I have to say is I want my money back. <laughs> my time back. It's a one-one draw. Nobody said a one-one draw. Who wants a one-one draw? Uh, but it was interesting. Uh, Gaurav, let's let's uh, let's start let's start from the uh, beginning. I think what I noticed was that the pattern of the game was very similar to the Leicester game, where City dominated for the first 20-25 minutes, all over. Uh, you know, Leeds got a goal, early goal, you know, looked in control, and suddenly you know the other team starts slowly coming back into it, and then obviously the scoreline wasn't the same. They just got one. Leeds just got the one goal, but. Is that a worrying trend? Is that is that related to, related to fitness that they're starting yes. so hard and that's why they're not able to keep it up? Yeah, you could say that. Like, like we didn't have any preseason friendly, so you could say that the players are not completely match fit right now. But that shouldn't be an issue, from what I think. And if you could play like 10-15 minutes at the top. High intensity, high pressing. Our pressing was really good in the first 20 minutes. I think I could say I was watching the intensity and uh, pressing was really good for a, from like after a couple of months. Like we haven't done that recently, and to completely drop off after 20 minutes and then struggling to even keep hold of the ball. Our possession was lesser than that of uh, Leeds after the first mm-hmm. half. I actually checked the stats and I saw that we only had 47% possession. And our passes were even less than uh, Leeds. So that's what you do not see from a Guardiola team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is an issue. And yeah. uh, same old story, like start really well, get a goal and then drop off. 
that the opposition scored from an individual mistake. Yeah. And like Wendy and Walker had like moments where he had Walker out a free header and then Wendy as well gave away a ball in the box and then the Ederson incident like everyone saw what happened. Yeah, I will come to the the, the goals there. But Kevin, uh, what what we're touching on is very actually important because you expect uh, City sometimes to be, uh, you expect them to be physically outmatched, you know, based on the players that they bring. You expect them sometimes to be defensively outmatched because that's the style that they play. But you generally don't expect them to be outworked. And I thought, and I, as I was watching the match, I was seeing for at least for uh, from the thirty from the twenty fifth minute to about the seventy fifth minute, Leeds were genuinely out outworking City. Is that a concern for Pep as well? Because if his team is now being outworked, that is, is a fitness issue or a, or a mental issue. But it looked like Leeds were like running for the ball. They were trying to get everything. Is that is that something that he needs to address quickly? Yeah, uh, I think uh, Pep should address that, definitely. Uh, but the thing is that uh, I didn't see that match uh, mm-hmm. today. But uh, considering it was Leeds, uh, Leeds has been very ni- uh, very good. Uh, the, uh, in this season, and uh, I mean, but still, if you're contending for like the top spot, uh, obviously you should outwork everyone, like uh, all the teams. Yeah, I mean, but I think that yeah, yeah it's yeah. a Bielsa team, so we expect them to be intense. But mm-hmm. still, um, you you would expect Pep to you know at least try and match them rather than be completely sure. physically yeah, outworked as they were. Um. Let's talk about the first goal, Gaurav. Let's talk about Sterling's goal. I think it was it was brilliant. It was a nice little piece of skill where he went past two players and then just passed yeah. it. Um, talk us through that goal. What, what did you think? I think it was all Sterling. You know, he came in from the left and like lost two tackles and buried in the right corner. So it was all on him. But can't don't really have much to say anything. What, yeah, what was your thought process as you because Sterling has a habit of missing such goals? You know, these easy. Yeah, he does. Actually, actually, actually he I was surprised to see him start on the left and Mahrez through the middle. Actually, mm-hmm. when I saw the lineup, I thought it would be Sterling to the middle and Torres on the left and Mahrez on the right. But that didn't happen. So his best position, I still think, is on the left wing where he likes to cut inside and you know what he does, what he did today. So yeah, it was good to see him score at least his first goal in the Premier League this season. But apart from that, he missed a chance as well later on, where he was through one goal. So wasn't really impressed by him apart from that goal. Yeah, yeah, that's an issue with Sterling, isn't it? He'll get the the, the difficult ones he'll put in, but then the easy ones he somehow uh, there was a one on one one on one in the second half where he was through yeah. on goal and then. Just for some reason, he tried to be too clever, and that's it's an issue, isn't it? It's certainly where he'll get the he'll get the hard ones, but then miss the easy ones. Um, yeah, like uh, Pep has said this in an interview actually. Like when he's through on goal, he gets a little too confused to what to do actually. Like should he take it toward the goalkeeper or should he place it? He gets really messed up and misses the chances mostly. But the difficult chances, he knows that he have to dodge the tackle and put it in the corner. Mm-hmm. He does it really well. Yeah. And maybe that's just instinct, like lacking. Like he's more instinctive as a player, whereas you know when you have time to think, it's a bit like Rashford, right? Like where you have time to think, then you kind of mess it up. Uh, whereas yeah, yeah, instinctive, yeah. you know what you want to do. Um, let's talk about the the Leeds goal, uh, and uh, it is. I mean, it's 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 Kepa level, isn't it? A little bit like when you think about it. It was a simple. Uh, he comes. I mean, he comes out, tries to punch it. He punches it straight onto Mendy. I think it was Mendy that he. Yeah, it was Mendy. Onto. Yes, yeah. And it's a it's a, a tap in. I mean, it it's uh, 
it, these errors are becoming more and more frequent with Edison, aren't they? A little bit. He was at fault, I think, even in the last game. There was, I think, the, I can't remember. I think it was in the last game, though, that he had an error, a small part to play in the, in the goal as well. I don't remember him doing something like this in the last game, but all his errors in the past have been actually related to him coming out of the box, you know, to gather the ball or like he likes to play that sweeper keeper role. But he's really good in punching the ball. And I personally think he could have caught that ball instead of punching it. Mm. Like it was dear to be caught. And to be honest with you, like this is one game he where he made the mistake. But if I had to give man of the match to someone, I would give him to that award to him as well. Like he made four like really good saves as well. So yeah, like same old, same old city. You know, individual mistakes costing us at the end. Yeah. It is, it is, yeah, it is, it is becoming a, a pattern there, and that's it's a little bit worrying uh, that you know yeah, because yeah. I don't think Leeds created much in the game. They, they no, didn't no, no. work a lot, work hard. I can't remember any clear cut chances that they created aside from that one. Um, and yeah. actually, I don't remember any clear cut city chances until the 75th minute as well. Until Fernandinho, I think, came on, and then they started to turn that game around. In the last 10-20 minutes, they had a few chances. Um, Kevin, is it? Uh, the lack of chances is that should that be a worry for Pep that they're not creating enough chances because they didn't create enough against Leicester as well. So is it starting because you know it's one thing to not you know to create chances and be unlucky and not score, but not creating chances is is an issue, isn't it? Something is, yeah, is there sure. a Pep talk needed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, when I see the stats, they are like just were two shots on target uh, mm-hmm. for City, and they have like Leeds have seven shots on target. It's like way too much yeah. uh, for uh, Leeds, I mean, against a City team. So, yeah. I think that they should work hard defensively as well as offensively. And uh, lack of chances is definitely a worry for them. Yeah, yeah, because that, you know, that's that's something to think about. Um, the final question, I think, on this call, we, we touched on the preseason issue. Uh, do you think there's the lack of preseason is now? We talked about this before the episode started, but... Uh, the lack of preseason, I think, is a concern, isn't it, at this point? Yes, yes it is an issue. Actually, uh, they had an incident like Pep returned back from Spain like uh, 10 days before the season started and he had to stay in quarantine for five days. So, actually, he started taking training sessions four or five days or, uh, from our first match again. And like, I also I'd like to add one point. Hmm. Currently, I think the players don't know whether Pep is going to stay beyond the season alone. He has eight months remaining on his contract and they are not giving it all. Like you can see it on the pitch. You can see, like they weren't even fighting for the ball after 70-75 minutes. Like before Fernandinho came on. And mm. Yeah, you could say the pre-season could also be an issue, but I think this is a issue as well. Like management should make it clear whether Pep is going to stay. Is going to sign a contract. He recently said it in an interview that he's open to stay for a, like a year or two at City. Would you but, want him to though? Would you want him to stay at City? Assuming what happened, let's say, let's say they don't win the title this season. Let's say they don't win the Champions League this season. It's a big if. Let's say they don't. Would you want to keep him at City though, or would you say, well, it's time to try something else? Nah, I would still keep him. Like, who would he get? Uh, <coughs> if not, maybe Pochettino. Like, he doesn't even have a like really good record, right? So maybe if he signed a two-year deal, then the players know like he's going to stay for a couple of years. They start giving their hundred percent, and the results could start to change. But at the moment, I think the management has to make them clear. Like he's going to either stay or he's going to leave. The player should know. Not not the fans. That the player should know. Just in the interest of fairness, Kevin, what do you think? The same question. I pose the same question to you. Would you keep Pep uh, if he didn't win the Premier League or the Champions League this season? Would you Would you stick with Pep at City? Pep, considering his reputation, uh, 
uh, I would still keep for one at least one more season just for just for the sake of the speculation. Yeah, but because keep in mind he has never stayed five years at a club, and now he's going to want to stay a sixth and seventh year. So that's mm-hmm. that's uncharted territory even for him. So um, yeah, I mean I understand definitely this Pep Guardiola. You probably wouldn't want want to let him go even if he's not uh, you know achieving those standards that he has set. But that is something to consider as well. Does he does he want to? Does the club want to stick? Um, but anyway, that's that's a whole even, different conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think even if he decides to leave, I think he will take a sabbatical again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, won't coach yeah. any team for a couple of years. Yeah, because uh, Juventus has got a new manager, so you know, that's that's yeah. the next club that he. Yeah, he must be so tired of City anyway, so he needs. A <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, because because the only other club, well, say the Juventus or PSG, right? He has to go to a club that spends money. So you know, those those two, the, the Juventus have already signed a new manager, so they're not going to switch. Maybe, and they still have Ronaldo, so those two cannot work together. So they'll have to wait till Ronaldo leaves. Uh, I don't know. About or Chelsea. Maybe Chelsea. I don't think he's going to manage. Yeah. <laughs> no, ah, well, I don't think he's going to manage in the Premier League again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll go back. I think. Yeah, I think he's a one league one, one time thing. Uh, but uh, God of your man. I mean, it's a hard thing. But uh, you said Edison is your man of the match uh, for City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. If not for him, we would have conceded at least three goals. Okay, that's that's, uh, that's very brave. But all right, we respect that. Um, all right, I think uh, that's all we have for today. We've got a couple of big matches coming tomorrow. Uh, we've got uh, Manchester United against Tottenham. Uh, that's that. That's a whole other story that's going on. Uh, <laughs> the match is like it's it's like a sideshow to what's actually happening right now. Uh, there are lots of rumors going on, and uh, we've also got uh, Liverpool against Aston Villa. And I think that that I think will be a big game. Uh, Gotta very quickly if Liverpool beat Aston Villa. Uh, and that's that's a pretty much certainty. Would you start to worry about City's title chances? Yes, I will. Like I'm started worrying right now. And like, you can't drop four points in three games and consider you, yourself to be five, challenging right? for the title. Five, five points. They drop five. Yeah. It's, uh, but then you yes, get one five point points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have five points. Yeah, exactly. Math, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's. I don't think so. They will be challenging for the title. City that. Yeah, it's, it's looking. It's looking difficult, but. We'll see. Stranger things have happened. You know, there's COVID. I think, if nothing else, COVID is trying to destroy Liverpool's chances. You know, Mane yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mane and Thiago have been affected, uh, sadly. So, that, yeah, let's hope for a speedy recovery for them. But uh, we shall see what happens there. Uh, but thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you so much, Gaurav, for joining me today for this uh, reaction show. Really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate your time. I hope you had fun. I enjoyed the, the insight from you guys. So, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank having us here. Thanks for having us. Right. Yes. Uh, so if you okay, guys, guys enjoyed that, uh, uh, yes. Well, if you enjoyed that show, uh, <laughs> please remember to sh- uh, to like the video and also share it with your friends, family, everyone else. Uh, uh, if you can find a few city fans to share it with, please do. Uh, no. Yeah. It's going to end on the same I joke will. that we started with. Uh, but also remember to subscribe if you're new. We just one subscriber short of 90. That was kind of our goal for the weekend. So help us get that. Be the nine. Let's see who's going to be the 90th subscriber. Uh, to this video so please remember to do that uh, and help us reach that goal Uh, thank you so much everyone we'll see you tomorrow with the match reactions for the Manchester United Tottenham game and the Liverpool game so stay tuned for that one have a good evening and uh, we'll see you again soon bye 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 Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to that episode of Late Night Football. We need your help to grow this channel, so if you've been enjoying the show thus far, please do like and subscribe to this channel and share it with your friends, family, colleagues, neighbours, drinking buddies, fellow football fans and anybody else you know or don't know. We really appreciate it. Uh, Please also follow us on Twitter and Facebook via the links in the description below and spread the word about us. Take care.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 